back to InfoTrack. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. In today's world, there are many potential threats to our safety. How can you and your family avoid becoming victims? Our next guest is a retired Navy SEAL and author of 100 Deadly Skills, Survival Edition. Clint Emerson, welcome to InfoTrack. Hey, thank you for having me. Well, the odds are low that any one of us are going to end up in a life or death situation, but let's talk about some skills that will keep us safe. And number one on your list is something you call become crisis proof. Tell us about that. Yeah, so being crisis proof really consists of more physical human performance and being in good shape so that you can not only help yourself, but you can help others. It's also about being prepared, having things on you that will help you get out of trouble, whether that trouble is a bad guy or, you know, a natural disaster. And then the biggest aspect is the mental component, really paying attention to what's going on and not being buried in technology and allowing that to consume you because the reality is, you know, our natural born instincts have kind of gone away and been replaced by technology. But when the technology goes away, you kind of need to know some things in order to survive. And that's what being crisis proof really is. One of the uh, skills you mentioned is fortify your home security. Is that something you should turn over to a professional or is this do-it-yourself stuff? It's do-it-yourself stuff. No one is going to really look after your home more or better than you. A lot of technology that you can get installed, the reality is is they are installers. They're not security guys. So even camera placement sometimes is completely wrong. It might be covering an area, but it's not getting ID quality coverage, meaning from the waist up and actually be able to identify the person coming to your door. So it's better that you do it. Everything from your doorways, reinforcing with two and a half to three inch wood screws so that it takes five donkey kicks instead of one in order to break down your door. Making your home look like it's alive all the time, even when you're not there. Light timers, these timers are great, but these days they're digital. And so you can program each timer with up to 10 or more time slots, meaning you can now make your lighting in your home come on and off to emulate the exact same pattern of life as when you're there. And that's what you want. You want your lights to tell a story, not just all of them come on at 8 p.m. and then shut off at you know 10:30 at night or whatever. You want them to tell a story. You want to actually have a hallway light go on and then go off, and then a bedroom light go on and then go off, so that it looks like somebody's really walking through the house. But fortifying your home, I mean, it's endless. There's a lot of things you can do. But the biggest tip I put out for, like, all the single women listening is, you know, a pair of size 12 cowboy boots outside your front door will keep a lot of sexual predators away. Huh, that's a good one. We're talking on InfoTrack with Clint Emerson, who is a retired Navy SEAL, and his book is 100 Deadly Skills Survival Edition. Clint, we all deal with going to movies or concerts or whatever, and one of your tips is to survive a human stampede. Tell us about that one. Yeah, the human stampede sounds probably odd, but with all the social unrest that's been going on, it's all about staying upright. When you got a large group of people that are emotionally charged, it tends to turn into a mess. The biggest killer in these situations is suffocation. And so the idea is, is you want to stay on your feet, you want to get a good fighting stance, you want to get your arms up to protect your thoracic. Your arms aren't up because you're going to get in a fight. They're up to give you space.
space so that your chest cavity doesn't get crushed. The same thing applies if you get knocked down onto the ground. You want to roll up into a ball. You're rolling up into a ball, one, you'd rather have people trip over you than step on you, but bigger one is you don't want your chest against the ground. So if you're in a ball, your knees to your chest, it's protecting your airway, and you don't want to suffocate in something that really is going to last for minutes. You have to get to the outskirts of these crowds, find gaps, and make your way to the edge so that you can escape the crowd altogether. And you definitely want to stay away from barricades and other even walls or whatever that you could get smashed up against. And if it's a riot situation where there's law enforcement involved, your natural tendency might be if you're an innocent person wrapped up in this, you might run to the law enforcement. This is the one time you do not want to run towards law enforcement because you might be considered a protester and get hit over the head. One of your other tips, survival skills, is to use a flashlight as a tactical tool. You know, there's people that either support weapons or guns or not, but the reality is you need something. So a large flashlight, one that's for your home or for the vehicle, preferably one that's made out of aluminum or steel. One, you can use it to search your home. Use the light as something to blind an adversary. You can use it also to, you know, hit them over the head. A lot of your newer flashlights these days, especially tactical ones, have a serrated lens. You know, it's meant to basically hit somebody in the face with and cut them. So it's either to blind them, you can hit them, you can use it to search what's going on inside your home, because I'm a big proponent. If someone's inside your home, do not turn on your lights. Leave it completely blacked out because you know your blueprint, and you don't want to give that advantage to the bad guys, give them the ability to see you or see their environment. And now with the flashlight, you're basically taking any advantage away from them because if you turn it on, turn it off, quickly and blind them and take their night vision away from them, then it's giving you the advantage. Of all of the 100 skills in your book, which one do you think is maybe the most unusual but the most useful? Probably it's unusual, unfortunately, is all the active shooting situations. So I would probably lean towards that, the run-hide-fight. It's a mantra that you should have ingrained in your head Obviously, all these skills I hope no one ever has to use, but it's better to know them than not. And run, hide, fight is probably the most applicable to that. When we talk about that, you hear shots fired. Your first goal should be to increase distance from the shooter, which is run. If you cannot run, you know, and you're in a confined space or something, then you want to try and hide either concealment or cover. Cover stops bullets. Concealment just hides you. doesn't stop anything. It's like hiding behind a curtain. Cover is like hiding behind a cinder block wall, a big planter at the mall, a big structural pillar. These are things that stop bullets. So the idea is if you run, run to cover and then identify cover, then run to that cover, making your way progressively away from the shooter and never lose sight of the shooter. Always keep your eye on the shooter. And then if those two don't work or just not viable options, then fighting. And if you're going to fight, team up with other people grab improvised weapons, and when it's time to fight, you know, you fight like your life depends on it and take the advantage away from the bad guy. What most people don't think about from the predator's point of view is most of these guys are not trained marksmen. They are not trained really in anything. They are usually mentally unhinged or emotionally unstable, and they're coming in for the first time in their life, and they're going to start shooting, which means they have a lot of tunnel vision, Their adrenaline's flowing, 
and they really aren't paying attention to anything else other than shooting, which leaves them open to a lot of vulnerabilities. They're never up against a wall the whole time, meaning you can actually tackle these guys from their flanks or from behind. And I think it's just important for people to realize that these guys just, they have more disadvantages than you know, and you have more advantages than you think, even though they have a gun and you don't. It's just a matter of if you're within 30 feet, then you probably should try and take the dude out than to try and outrun bullets. A book that could be life-saving, it's 100 Deadly Skills Survival Edition, and the author is retired Navy SEAL Clint Emerson. And you can learn more at his website, which is 100deadlyskills.com. Clint, we want to thank you for joining us today on InfoTrack. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.